This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson for Diamond Celebrations, food for all occasions. Kate Stevenson here. This is the podcast version of Relish, a radio show that airs on Easy Music 3MP every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. Each week we aim to celebrate the best of food, wine and travel both here and a little further afield. This week we'll speak to one of the women behind Hemingways about how you go about starting a business during a pandemic and how on earth you managed to come out of it with a loyal and passionate following and some of the speed bumps along the way. Plus, it's here, Melbourne's first permanent outdoor food festival just about to open, and there'll be some tips on great eats from me. All that coming up for Diamond Celebrations, food for all occasions. Find out more, diamondcelebrations.com.au, Easy Music 3MP. Relax on the Mornington Peninsula's Easy Music 3MP. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Easy and relaxing favourites. Thirteen seventy seven AM and Stereo DAB. The Mornington Peninsula's Easy Music. 3MP. Relish with Kate Stevenson for Diamond Celebrations. Food for all occasions. Easy Music 3MP. This is Relish with Kate Stevenson. And when a group of young friends got together to open a wine bar and French brasserie last year, they could not possibly have known just how tough the year ahead would be. They did open but not for long, despite the rave reception the venue received. Ashley Dyer is part owner of Hemingway's Wine Room in East Melbourne and she joins me now. Ash, what was the inspiration for Hemingway's, or need I ask? Hi, Kate. Uh, So the inspiration for Hemingway's was to really build a neighbourhood wine bar and brasserie that not only the locals but the whole of Melbourne and Victoria would be proud to kind of call their own. Um, we kind of really wanted it to be an intimate and fun venue that, you know, you could come and have a drink or you could take a date to for a special evening or a work function, just something for everyone in a in a suburb that I guess is so esteemed and is so visually beautiful um, in East Melbourne, but there isn't that many foodie venues around. And Hemingway, I assume, is the big man? Oh, yes, of course. So, uh, yeah, we, we really like him. One of our customers wrote um, us a letter and said, Hemingway's was drunk and so am I, which we really love. But <laughs> being such a foodie and so well-travelled, we really wanted to uh, kind of encapsulate that and everyone in Melbourne loves food and drink and we, yeah, just wanted to give them another home to go to. All right, love it. And how long did you open before lockdown one? Oh, so lockdown one, we actually never got open. It was the the week of COVID was lockdown was announced. We actually decided not to open the doors. Thank goodness. Oh. Put the brakes on, and then there was that big lockdown. And then we opened for twelve days in between in between lockdown one and two. And then uh, we ended up doing a um, at home meal service, which I know that you enjoyed. Oh, uh, enjoyed, I devoured. Good. <laughs> called Masonette by Hemingways and then yeah reopened back in November again. And so how quickly did you decide to do Masonette? How tough was that decision and, and how long did it take to sort of get people on board? It, look it was never planned and uh, I think we had to make the decision when we thought it would be a four-week lockdown and then Dan announced six and then I had a little cry in the uh, in the toilets and came back out and thought right we've got to do something. So we decided to kind of not go down the Provador door and do like a hot ready 
um, elevated meal that you could enjoy at home. It probably took a good two to three weeks to get some impact happening and me having a PR background, did a lot of pitching around it. And then, yeah, by the end, we were kind of booked out every Friday, Saturday and Sunday night, which was fantastic. But, yeah, it was hard with people not knowing who we were at all versus, you know, those big restaurants. But not all doom and gloom, which is good. I want to keep chatting, Ash. We do need to take a break. Will you stick around? Absolutely. See you soon. This is Relish on Easy Music 3MP. Listening to your favourite songs on Easy Music 3MP has never been easier. At home or work, on your smart speaker. Just ask Alexa or Google to play 3MP. Download Radio App or iHeartRadio and have 3MP on your smartphone or tablet. Stream us at 3MP.com.au. And of course, you can listen on your radio by choosing Stereo DAB or 1377AM. Whichever way you listen, we're happy you're relaxing with us. Easy Music 3MP. This is Relish with Kate Stevenson and we're speaking with Ashley Dyer, part owner of Hemingway's Wine Room in East Melbourne. Ash, when you did finally get to open, did did anything change or did you open as you always intended? Uh, I think that our menu has definitely evolved and we um, kind of did that to make sure that every, there was something for everyone. We really ramped up our little snack menu and our wine bar and just wanted to um, make sure that the two spaces, the brasserie and the wine bar, were distinguished from one another, more of a casual boozer on one side and then a little bit more of an elegant dining experience on the other. It's got a, It's a beautiful vibe in there. It really does feel like everything you intended it to be. What's your advice to someone like you? You came from PR and you had hospitality mates. What's your advice to someone thinking of taking the leap into hospitality? You've got to be a bit crazy. <laughs> but um, I think that there's a lot of opportunity. I think that there, um, if you've got a great product and you're super passionate about it, I think you just need to be smart and be dedicated that it's going to be a bit of a slog. But the customers and the, the people that are around you who can support you and make your day, it's, it's fantastic. So I think if, you, if you're ready to do it, you know, you may as well jump. And what about your message to Melbourne diners at the moment? You know, we, we're trying to get out. We want to go to places. Sometimes we're not exactly sure how to do it and, and what restaurants need from us. What's your message to diners about sort of supporting hospitality and, and the best way to do it? Oh, I think making those, those bookings, I think that, um, yeah, the booking started off strong and then we've kind of slipped back into our Melbourne, you know, walk-in ways. But those bookings really help restaurants be able to have the right stock levels and no food wastage. So that would be keep on clicking those websites and making those bookings and, yeah, that would be fantastic. Ash, thank you. I have been to Hemingway since lockdown and since I ordered it far too many times. What you've created is stunning. It is stylish. It's welcoming. The food and wine are superb. So thanks for joining us and well done for getting through the last sort of 12 months. Thanks so much, Kate. We'll have to catch up for a glass of champagne soon. Oh, certainly. Ashley Dyer from Hemingway's Wine Room. You can find them at 150 Wellington Parade in East Melbourne or head to hemingwayswineroom.com.au. Keep listening. Coming up, the latest dining and drinking tips from me. You're listening to Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel thanks to Diamond Celebrations. Food for all occasions. Check them out, diamondcelebrations.com.au. Easy music, 3MP. Relish with Kate Stevenson for Diamond Celebrations. Food for all occasions.
This is Relish with Kate Stevenson and I think it was a couple of years ago that our next guest started thinking about setting up a permanent outdoor food festival. Who would have thought what a timely project that would be when it finally opens in the next week or so. He is John Foreman and he's the director of Grazeland in Spotswood. He joins me now. John, good morning. For those who haven't been following it avidly like me, what is Grazeland all about? Good morning, Kate. Grazeland is a very large food precinct, which is set right next to ScienceWorks in Spotswood, right on the water. And in essence, there's plenty of shipping containers that have all been converted into food outlets, three bars, two sage areas, a large deck, large screen. So it's like a a world of food under a few roofs. And if people are going over the West Gate, you can't miss it if you look down to your left when you're heading out of town, can you? What sort of foods are we talking like? How many different vendors and are they permanent? Do they stay there? No, they're all permanent. Uh, They're all anchored into the ground. And there's 50 vendors in total, which are food and beverage, uh, three bars, all the rest is savoury and sweet. And on top of that, we also have eight retail shops that are selling knickknacks like handmade candles, jewelleries, and things like that. Gee whiz, there's a whole day in it, isn't there? Can we sit and relax? How does it work? Or is it kind of, I'm not great at standing and eating, John, to be honest. Well, we, we're very lucky we've got a very large parts of land and there's plenty of seating. And, and some of the issues with similar time, types of concepts around the world, there's always been an issue with seating. So yeah. we have ample tables and chairs so you can sit down and relax and eat away and drink away. And, you know, I, I don't assume you could have foreseen it, but am I right in saying that an outdoor venue is probably a safer bet than some others at the moment? Is, has that come to mind for you? Yeah, so we we look at the positives. So we are definitely a very COVID-safe venue um, due to our size and we're considered an outdoor eating destination. So we tick all the boxes and I think due to our space, our size, position, I think we're built for uh, moving forward with the world we live in. Yeah, amazing. Now, I I can say this because I'm a Westie. Mm -hmm. The Westgate Bridge should have passport control as far as some Melburnians are concerned. So do you think you're expecting largely locals or or do you think people are going to travel to taste this spectacle? I think like most great venues of this sort of iconic nature of a food concept, do really well internationally uh, with the local and domestic and international market. But we definitely believe that we'll be a feeder to the West, uh, those who do not want to cross the bridge. (laughs) Uh, But having said that, I also do believe that we'll have a lot of people arrive by boat um, from the city back and forth. I think it'd be a great addition to Melbourne's Epicurean Centre and also establish itself as an iconic thing to do in Melbourne. John, thank you. I know there are a lot of excited people right now in the western suburbs and beyond, including me. Grazeland opens next Friday, the 19th of March from 5pm. You will find it right next to ScienceWorks in Spotswood or visit grazeland.melbourne, www.grazeland.melbourne. John, thank you. Thanks, Kate. Keep listening. Plenty more to come, including the latest dining and drinking tips from me. You're listening to Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel thanks to Diamond Celebrations, food for all occasions. Head to diamondcelebrations.com.au. At Easy Music 3MP. The more I see you. You can relax with all your favourites. The more I want you. and favourites. Again, it'll be just like starting over. 1377am and Stereo DAB.
Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. Relish with Kate Stevenson for Diamond Celebrations. Food for all occasions. Easy Music 3MP, you're listening to Relish and this is the time I throw a whole heap of dining and drinking tips at you but I would love to receive them too. Send me your food news or your tips to relish at 3mp.com.au. Here we go though. What about a staycation? When you think about it, we're not really wandering as far as we used to. It's a bit risky. So this could be a good option for you. One of my city favourites, Sunda, has partnered with the Windsor Hotel on a midweek stayover package. So during autumn, you can book your dinner for two at Sunda and if you pay an extra 60 bucks, you'll get accommodation and complimentary overnight valet parking at the Windsor. Date, night, sorted. Some cafe news in the north of the city. Friction is feeding punters at Essendon Fields. In a light field modern eatering where they're aiming to do the basics really well, expect some smashed avocado. And in Williamstown, local favourite porters are launching a new autumn menu. But interestingly, they're going to keep going with their porters at home meals. It's a smart idea. I've tasted them. These guys are churning out restaurant-quality dishes that are really easy to heat up at home and a really good value. So interesting to see those two things still working side by side, even though we're out and about. Surely it's time to breathe some life back into the city. What better way than with a festival, not just any festival? The Melbourne Cocktail Festival is back from the 12th to the 18th of April. It'll see some of the city's best bars and bartenders getting behind it. So special events at places like Gimlet, Andrew McConnell's gorgeous new uh, new bar, the Black Pearl Birdie uh, near Melbourne Central. So you can grab a bar safari ticket and enjoy special 15 buck cocktails at all the festival venues, but other events happening. See the details, melbournecocktailfestival.io, whatever that means. Of course, you don't have to head out to eat well. This Easter, Provador are getting together with Baker Blue. Mike Russell from there is putting together a virtual Easter masterclass. So you can learn how to make his sour cherry and dark chocolate Easter buns from scratch at home. That's all happening online on the 28th of March, uh, but you can get your orders in now via Providor. And that's it for me. Thank you for joining me on Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel, thanks to Diamond Celebrations, food for all occasions. See them at diamondcelebrations.com.au. Listen in next Saturday at 8am or look out for the next podcast at 3mp.com.au. Easy music, 3MP.